afternoon and welcome. We are live at the Dunstan Curve Garden and it's a very spring-like, a little bit grey, but spring-like February afternoon and we're here to talk about healing. So what we'll do, um, as we always do, is that we'll go around the table and find out who's here, who's going to be joining the conversation. So let's go clockwise, so from my left. So yeah, we'll start with you, Anne. Do you want to just introduce yourself? Oh, hello. I'm Anne. I'm Anne Derby. I'm a medical herbalist and aromatherapist. Um, yeah, it's an interesting topic for me. I, I mean, I'm, this is my, our lives are a healing process. This is what I'm here to share. Okay. Thank you very much. And then um, Juliana, interested. Okay. So, um, okay, great. And do you want to just introduce yourself as well? Yeah, my name is Charlie, and I'm just here to quietly, possibly observe. There's no passive quiet yeah. around this table. Hi, I'm Jade. I'm looking to and Charlie just ran into this. I'm curious, so let's go. Okay, excellent. Good afternoon, all. Charles Wukuri here. Looking forward to this topical debate, Haley. Okay. Good afternoon, Paulina. I'm here to talk about what we're going to talk about about ourselves. Healing. Yeah, about ourselves. And I'm Donald, and do you mind if I just sort of say a few, just Absolutely. like tiny thoughts? Absolutely. Big thoughts, maybe. Yes. Resonant thoughts. Go. Um, yeah. I was thinking about uh, the topic uh, and thinking that it's about what we put in and on our bodies, but also uh, in what we put into our minds can be very healing. And I suppose, or not. Or not, or not, or very unhealthy. But I, I'm, and I'm also, I, I'm an advocate for the arts uh, and the healing uh, powers of artistic and creative endeavor um, so that's it great i think that's a great place to start so i guess there's the healing of the mind and there's the healing of the body ah antonia is now here to join us as well i'm miss antonia okay excellent. happy new year madam <laughs> um so come and join us come and join us um, yeah, so I was saying we, yes, there's the, the, the healing of the body, but also the healing of the mind and the he healing of the spirit yeah. as well. Um, so hopefully we'll, that's a lot to cover, um, but there are all these things. Um, I met, I, I'd like to start with Anne, because I met Anne actually at this garden, and you have quite an interesting journey um, of how you got to be a herbalist. Do you mind sharing that yeah, with us? Um, do you Please. just want to um, talk into the microphone? Okay, it's, it's a while ago since we met, but um, then perhaps just going, becoming a herbalist, first of all, my journey was uh, I was involved with a, a man who was more interested in herbal medicine than he was interested in me, and I did a sideline in herbal medicine. I was going to train as a psychotherapist that time. And um, so I got in. Uh, I actually started using the herbs, and then um, my teacher, everything he taught me, I put into practice, and everybody started getting better from everything. So then I trained as a medical herbalist. So that was the beginning of it. Yeah. So I'm still, I'm still working. I'm still learning forever. It's about. Uh, I think that started in the 1980s, and it's gone on. Uh, I'm still. We're 2019. But I feel like I'm bringing a lot of things together now. It takes a long time. And it's helped me loads, I mean, obviously. Um, how, how has it help, helped you? Um, just even, you know, starting this kind of learning process, what, what were the kind of main things that you started noticing? Well, when, I suppose when I went to the herbal school, I noticed everybody's eyes were very clear, and I thought, oh, they've got lovely clear eyes here. <laughs> so that, that, that interested me in the first place. But um, I suppose I learned how to uh, how food affects what I what I take into my body is what makes me. 
And often when I went in a health food shop, I'd like to look like the person who was serving me. I wish I had her hair and stuff like that. But now I just realized you are what you consume, not only in food and herbs, but in um, thoughts or our thinking and our movement. And everything is quite a subtle thing being healed, really. It's, it's quite a, it's a journey. It's our life, really. It's what we're here for, I think. And I guess I'm, I'm going to kind of put this out there, but have we... I think there was a shift to more away from kind of herbalism and traditional medicines and things that people learned from their grandmothers and their mothers and their great grandmothers to kind of more mainstream medicine where it was all taking pills and going to the hospital. It seems like people are starting to realize once again that actually these natural remedies, these plants might be doing for something for mm, us and yeah. that you know there's more of a, an awareness around natural healing does anyone have any thoughts about that yeah Ju Julia yeah natural healing is, is a good thing because I, I practice it in my home yeah on my kids an example yesterday um, I do ginger juice and lime juice. I mix them together and I leave them in the fridge. And this morning my, one of my daughters said uh, she was coughing, coughing, and she went and had a spoonful and she went back to sleep and then that helped her to sleep. Mm. So I thought, well, it's, it's, what I'm doing is working. So what, what does ginger and lime, what, what kind of are the properties of that? What, what does that do? Okay. I think, can I just comment quickly? I think that helps in circulation of blood mm. and also it helps in um, body metabolism generally, watching all the system. Mm. I think it's what having at the moment, ginger tea, it's lovely. So, what, so Charles, where did you learn this? Where I'm actually, I was like, me, I do healing myself, you know, spiritual healing. And then we were talking about these different remedies, herbal tea, with, um, the castrated tea. And then this lady just came to me. I've heard of this some ginger tea label. I said, well, I'll give it a try. And I've been trying to, you know, now I do have that. But I do healing myself. So what I kind of, both. What, what kind of healing? So you, you just... Yeah, I do healing. Like um, when I pray for people, like praying. And then if you believe, it's instantaneous. Sometimes it takes a, a while. But it's believed in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's my, that's, it's like gift. As in First Corinthians mm -hmm. 12, 12, 12. Not people have got the gifts, but as I said, people have got it, and you have to use it for the glory of the Lord. You're essential. So your healing is praying for people. That that's how that works. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Faith, actually, faith healing. They call it faith healing. Right. Call it, no. Do you want to? Add yeah, this makes me think of uh, experiences I had back in the in the eighties. Um, I was a, a guide at Iona Abbey, which is a a, a, a a very key place for spiritual stuff uh, historically. And there was in yeah, the Progressive Church of Scotland uh, services, they did have laying on of hands. And back at, at that time, I, I, I didn't know as much about what touch can do and how it raises, I don't know if it raises endorphins or what touch can do, but the healing power of touch. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, that also makes me think about um, how in, uh, when my mother was in a nursing home back in the 90s, uh, dogs would be brought in because stroking dog, you know, it's mm. it's tactile, it's contact, contact itself, human or skin to skin or animal species mm. contact is a very healing thing. You're you're nodding there, and yeah, I'm just going along with that. Being touched is really important. Uh, the, the the healing touch, yeah. So. Are we completely misguided then in the way that, for example, we build hospitals and it's all about machines and beeps mm. and pills and, uh, but obviously, you know, that must work too because people go to the doctor and they do get better. So is it one or the other? Is it a combination of both? I think from one point of view, it has to be a combination. And if you believe sincerely, it will happen. So healing do takes a while to heal, some instantaneous. Everybody brought out of faith in the Lord. That's my point of view. That's quite an interesting one. I saw a documentary um, a few weeks ago about how 
belief and not necessarily in in a god or you know no, no, another no, no. being but the belief that you can get better can no. actually mm. change things internally antonio you wanted to do you want to just speak into that one uh, it has to be holistic all what we're talking about it has to be uh, and for me i think if god has made this body he's how can he not put a mechanism in it to heal itself? You know, when I was little, they would just take some lemongrass. If you have fever, they would boil it and they would give it to you, and that fever goes. You don't see no no pain. I used to uh, suffer a lot with my tonsils, and they wanted to go and take it off in the hospital, and my parents said no. If God didn't think there is. A, a, a use for it, it won't put it in our body. I believe sincerely that our mind can heal our body. Our mind can heal our body. Um, recently, I went to some uh, a revival called the Rain, and I had some water in my hair for for quite a long yeah. in my hair, and it was giving me some pain, and then this. The person called, you know, uh, the man who called people to say, is there anybody with air in their water? You know, because there are so many people there. I didn't want to go out and be looking. You know, you when, when you want to be all together and uh, don't think, yes, you deal in that sort of thing. I stood where I was and I, I, I literally said to myself, well, you've been suffering from it. Just claim it. Just, just believe that that can, you know, why is he saying it? He calls so many things and people rush to the front. I was standing there all together and, you know, saying, uh-uh. You know, I believe, but I don't know why I didn't want to do that. So I stood there and I said, well, I'm going to, I believe that this year it will be all right. few days passed and something and people were giving testimony about, how that thing has impacted their lives. And suddenly I I put my hand there. There was no pain. And, and I had to tell people that I was skeptical at first, not because I think he was he was making it up. But for me, you know, it has to be me doing it. No, it, it, it doesn't. You can access it, you know, just believing, like Charles says, and it will happen. It, when I was growing up, no, you know, pills were not the in thing. They just use herbs, you know, like if I have a cold, I will take lemon and honey and it will go away. I put some ginger in it, it will go away. They said I had something with the chest and I said I rebuke it and I, I read a lot about it and I just deleted what is that makes me to have that condition if when i don't eat it i don't so it's like an allergy maybe something that you're exposed to and and you just take it off you can regulate your your health life by yourself you know there are too many antibiotics now is being used too much mm. you know there are remedies that you can use that that can you know, make you better. I, I'm an advocate of that. I believe in it. I believe. I believe sincerely that it is together. You have to spiritually. You've been given gifts to look. You know, to to say I'm, I'm not having this. This is not unto them. It's not going to do anything to me. Mind is very important. In you know, as you are, that's how you think. As a man is, that's how he thinks, you know. And for lack of knowledge, people have perished because they believe. Those people who are doctors, they are human beings like you. Yes, they, they have a place, but you, in your own mind, you have to believe that, yes, I am going to be all right. That's but, not... But, uh, okay, yeah. So I'm interested to know what yeah. the boundary actually lies. You see, so, it, so mm. would I be able to find you know, a cure for 
cure to, to my mind. Right. I have, I have a remedy of some sort, because at the moment, the way that we, we view my sort of process is it's almost a genetic abnormality that needs treatment through, in this case, insulin. So do you think that there would be a herbal do you believe well, the thing is and again it's only some things, but if you believe in the power of the spirit, you can mm. heal. It's all for lack of faith. But, but you must have Charles, that's a, I think that we there are some things where yeah, you, can you, put in you the, need yeah. medical help, right? I'm you can't saying, yeah, rely so I'm not saying to rely on just praying for or just of but you can combine both. Whatever you work out for those who God. So it depends on the individual or Anne, do you want to answer the, what have you got any experience with diabetes, for example? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a big uh, you know, you can't just go from diabetes uh, type one to uh, a herb and that's you're better. Sorry, that you're better. That you're completely cured or something like that. That's it's a journey. Being yep. healed is a journey, right? Uh, if they say, "Oh, it's genetic and all that," that means you're all doing the same thing. You're all you've all influenced each other, both in your thinking and in your food, and uh, everything that you're doing has brought that this about. But there, uh, you first of all have to learn how to balance your blood sugars, and but already you said that you're. Um, you you're becoming a vegan, or you're six day, eight days, or something. Yeah, the nice. beginning that you've started on a different route already. Well, you started and you found this today, and you weren't going to come here. You didn't know anything about it. <laughs> this is like this is a miracle. But this is sort of like little miracles happening in the moment. This is what it's finding you, just like herbal medicine found me, like that man found me, and he showed me about the herbs. I, I thought I was in love with him, that he'd be with me forever. But he just pointed the herbal medicine to me, and I trained. He didn't train in herbal medicine, but I did. So he showed me a way. It's just like you're being introduced. So you, it's you who finds your way, and you have a medicine chest inside yourself. We have the biggest pharmacy inside ourselves, and we need to access it. And the way of accessing it is through the natural... Natural medicine, we're full of toxic sludge, yeah. stuff that isn't food. We're eating stuff that isn't even food. So we're full of toxic sludge. I've got, um, I've got things now that can help release the toxic sludge. But, you know, it takes time. It's not going to be overnight. And it went in slowly. It's going to take time to come out. And there's a process. So that's what I would say. But there is, um, you will improve your health going down this route. You've already started and you found this. Mm. So, I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? And I totally agree with that. You see, diabetes is a, is, is, is a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. It's like it's a, it builds up, you know, and then they say it's genetic. You, you can change it by what you are doing right now. Yeah. It will take a little while, but Slowly Daddy, and surely, you give them a chance. If you have uh, 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 children, you are improving their chances of what you are just doing. Not only you are taking responsibility for, for your condition, you are improving the generation to come. You know, and it will diminish whatever is there because you taking this step. Is going to improve it. It cannot go back. It is going to be better because you are finding a way, and you will find a way. You know, they said uh, asthmatic. I, in my life, you know, what is that? I read everything that I could on it, and I said, what can I do? You know, and I looked. What did you eat when you were growing? When you didn't have this, is it because of environment or? or and I kept looking at it, and I haven't stopped. And I can tell you, I, my son was 49 years of age. He smokes. You see, that's what I'm, he smokes, he does everything. And they told him, you have asthma. But he didn't stop doing all those things, and he passed. That is a big, a big, a big, a big lesson for, for, for my family. 
you know. And you, we have to, we are custodians of our body. Mm -hmm. He said, you are, you know, it is the, the temple of, of your maker. You know, you, you have responsibility. You are the steward of this body. It's, it's a vehicle to take you from, you know, for the rest of your life till you, you go. Because we are tripartite person, a spirit, soul and body. The body is what you feed into it. It's, it, it, it's not, it can work for you. If you abuse it, it will come and abuse you. So, you know, that is it. You need that. No doctor can teach you that. No doctor can teach you what to eat. They tell people don't smoke, but they still smoke. They say don't do this. They still do it. And they go back and, you see, and then you will know that the, the, the solution is not with them, it's within yourself. You got to you got to take responsibility for what you do. And the hospital room is so full of people with you know with illnesses that mm. can be avoided. I, I think that's often the, the kind of view people who are more you know, more interested in natural healing think about hospitals and doctors is that it's a kind of quick fix. They're there to just fix a problem when it comes, you know, it's like, I'm ill, make me better. But there's a whole journey that, you know, we, we, we should be a bit more responsible for our own health. Maybe that that's something to think about. Donald, do you want to say something? Well, I just wanted to say that was a, a really beautiful phrase, being cus a custodian of your own body. And, and also, um, I guess I've regarded it, any encounters I've had with the medical profession, I can respect what they know and their, their body of knowledge. But I know my body better than anybody else, or I should and could if I'm vigilant and aware of it and listen to it or, or yeah, just tuned into it. Uh, not everybody can do that. I'm not saying I'm an expert at it, but that vigilance about ourselves is also a way of, of, of healing. I also wanted to bring up, because um, uh, you, you've mentioned uh, uh, about being type 1 diabetic and and uh, I know with certain illnesses, including mental health uh, issues, not talking about it um, was common behavior. But I really like that we're living in a time where uh, admitting, owning up to, talking about, being honest about who we are and what is happening to us can actually lead to a lot of productive conversations and insights and mm -hmm. shared knowledge. You know, when I had a, a hernia operation, the number I mentioned this uh, to people, and the number every, almost everybody that I said, "Oh yeah, I, my brother had, I had that kind of thing," and it it helped to make me feel less alone, less isolated with whatever I was going through. So it was shared knowledge and experience. Yeah, I think there is something about you know being more open. I think especially with mental health, that that is a big shift being able to talk about that more and realize you know that there are people around who are experiencing the same condition as you or have experience of it with other people i did um a recent uh, audio piece around depression and it was the idea was that you could listen to what chronic depression might sound like in headphones and through a kind of fictional piece. But while I was making it, never before have I talked so much. Every time I people would come up to me and go, "Oh, how are you, Lucia? What are you up to?" And I go, "Oh, you know, I'm making this thing around depression." And then we'd launch into this big conversation about either their mental health, their partner's mental health, uh, their family, you know. And then suddenly, because there was an opening for this conversation we could talk about it and i think that's fascinating that you know it just being able to have access to, to to be able to talk about these things um is you know i think we're moving forward in that way and i think it's really important um pauline did you want to add something yes good afternoon everybody we're speaking about um healing yes yeah well um we're in the healing I, when I was very young, I didn't even realize I was one of these great person who can do a lot of work. And um, I don't know, sometimes these different type of things come to me to help people with, to say well, they, what they can eat and drink and so forth. They try, they try for a while, it works. But you see, I, with me, I, there's a lot of things 
I've, I have done to my young age growing up. Well, I'm telling you, well, it's like God's given me a special gift, you understand, with meals and things like that. And I, um, you see, when you, you're speaking about the diabetic, right? It's um, just the raw beetroot, small little bit of honey, and a little bit of lime or lemon, and a small bit of ginger, you blend it. And what it does, it, uh, what it does, it actually heals the inside of the diabetic. It washes it out. Because all the medication you're taking, you still need something to wash out all the medication with inside your body, right? Because there is a lot of herbs, but also we take the herb, but we still have to have something to clean out our system as well, which a lot of people do not understand how to cleanse the inside out completely, right? So now, when you cleanse out everything, it's just like it's telling you, when you take a blood test and a urine test, they can tell you what do you feed them, what do you eat, and all these things, because all these things come inside the urine to say, well, whatever you're doing to yourself, you understand, it works because everything is clear. I've got a um, sister, she's a diabetic, and every so often I, um, I text the, the daughter and she pass on because she's studying medicine at the minute now, okay? So... You know, I really have helped thousands of people through my time when I was very young growing up. And um, so it's like um, when things happen to me or the healing process, I very weird get medication from my GP, very weird. Because I know him when I was about, he was about 24 when I knew him. Probably he's about 100 years old, about 200 years old now, still alive or whatever. <laughs> Is a bit sick as myself. So, but you see, when I take a lot of medication in my body, it upsets me. If when I go for like say like some some of us take medication for different different various things, right? But you see, some a lot of people don't know how to cleanse it out within themselves, right? Me, my doctor is a doctor, but then he comes to me as a doctor. And he's asking me how does it have to tell him, and he writes it down in his notes so he can pass it on to other patient what he's got, right? So, you see, it's it's all about the cleansing. It's all about the cleansing area, and there is herbs to take, right? The natural herbs as well to take, but it just depends on how we're gonna take them and what we're gonna do with them, and how we take them. You understand? Within a month or so. And then we'll see, because I hear um, Antonia said about her son with asthma. Now, I've got the touch of the asthma, where it's come from, I don't know. But then I work on it myself, because it's all the belief inside you. It's all the belief you have. The belief on the faith, on the trust. You understand? If you're going to drink the cup of tea, and you say, the cup of tea is going to help me to cleanse up a lot of things. You understand? It will work. It's all your belief. It's all your faith in you, right? What you do is, is how you do things. Even if you, it doesn't matter what you're eating, you could eat all the rubbish what we're gonna eat. But if we believe that you understand I said it's not gonna affect us. If we believe and it's not gonna affect us, no it won't affect us. It goes in and it comes back out again. It doesn't stay. And what we're going to do, we're going to do other we're gonna do other um, we could make up tonics ourselves. And drink to cleanse all these things out. Because the person who eats all the junkie, the person who eats um, drinking and all that, those are the people that keep living all the time. And the ones who's all taking care of themselves and eat all the posh, posh and everything. They're going. <laughs> but it's true. But they're all going. They're all dropping every five minutes. But it's true. And the ones who say, well, no, don't do this, don't do that, don't do Look at the people, for instance, now, take those people sleep on the street now. They don't have no herb to take. They don't have nothing. They just eat, eat, and whatever not. But they're living. And then when they overcome this now, somebody may come and choose them and say, I'm going to take that person over. You're going to see the difference within that person, right? But it's a per because, you see, because we saw people are so, um, well, every one of us got a little bit of weakness inside. You understand? They say it doesn't work. But you see, it's all about is a belief in us. It's all about is a belief in us to say where we believe, you understand, and these things does happen. Now, one of my, one of the boys, you understand, I don't know what he's got, he's got all the problems like what I've got, 
But when he needs, he come to me. You understand? He's like a doctor, not the one you know that I do treat cow for. Well, we even cough for him. <laughs> well, even the cough was good. This <laughs> is no, but no, cough was good. If you can boil it and drink the salt, it's good for men as well for their back. Right, straighten them, right? Can we? But can, I, yeah, yeah, yes. yes. I'm talking about, up, yeah, because up. these people, they want to know in the world, you understand? They don't want to hear about the wrap up. Yeah. So, no, you see, even cowboy is good. If you boil it and get the jelly, yeah, yes, it's very good. It's a lot. Because what, what are you saying is very good? So, Calfo is very good. Oh, I see. You, you, you use that to get because you're getting the... Yes, in it. I don't know about it now. Yeah, but the all them years ago, no, in years and years ago in hospital, they never used to have all this medication, all this whatever not. You never used to hear all these things. What did I used to give them? Brandy, <laughs> Nutriment, Mackinson, Guinness. And all these things and straighten them and then come together, man. We're talking about all these things and all that. Like my son over here with diabetes. Just drink up your thing, man, and just keep yourself quiet. All right, everybody? I hope you all hear me. But I'm sure. Okay, some sound advice from Pauline there. I think we have to take it with a pinch of salt. <laughs> You know, things are not the same as they were in past times. Even if those things worked in past times, we didn't really have all the um, spraying uh, and all the interference with the food that we have now. So what we, what we have now is actually um, not really... It's not really helping our health, it's actually harming us. And when you take medications, medications, what I understand now is they, they create little holes in your gut because your gut, from your gut, from everybody's gut comes health. So the medications we take can put holes in the gut. And that's why you say the cow's foot is good because there is a, 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 like a substance that comes from the cow's foot when you... But I, I wouldn't recommend so much cooking it so much anymore. Well, I eat it a lot and you it makes okay, me good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you jelly come from cow food. Okay, so it's yeah. like jelly will help heal your gut actually. Yeah. So that's yeah. what you're saying. That's what you're saying. It's but, but what we're having now is a lot of sprays going on to well, the spray not do me anything. On, onto the plants and on onto the plants that yeah. the animals Bless are it, eating. Man. They're they're giving the uh, the the cows the antibiotics. Yeah, we're walking on um, we're walking on yeah, but everything. heavy metals. We're bringing them into our house. Uh, we we really are living like you see the planet is really on a bit of a tipping zone. Well, that that, that that's yeah. us too. Yeah. So we have to learn what what is healthy both within ourselves and outside ourselves so that we can. Looking after ourselves, yeah. look after our planet, really. Believe, man. I, I all boil on to believe and faith. Believe and faith. Drink holy for water, holy for ginger, and the lime, and wash yourself out from all these things, right? It's all to do with a lot of belief. The more belief you have, and if you've got people around you who's got the same faith as you, sometimes we get weaker, sometimes we could build it back up again. You understand? Mm -hmm. Even a person personality is a healing as well. You understand? So, so if we're gonna sit and talk about they put this and put that, all of us gonna drop dead to the, tomorrow. So what we gotta do is believe, have faith, right? And then what it it come, goes in and it comes out again. And we live till about two hundred year old. You're the surprise to know. Because I'm going to live till about 180. You stay there. So I'm not worried about when the, the we call it antibiotic. Biotic. 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 Antibiotic. And all these prey business. What I do, when I eat, when I eat, I blend things. You know, like, say, well, not everything I blend. Like beetroot. Beetroot. Um, 
just have them raw, just blend them. Little tiny ginger, all those things washed up all those poison what in your bed, what inside. When it washed it out, you understand it's good because it's coming through you. It's all coming through. So now, if because what we when we talk about these anti tick, is it anti tick or whatever it is called? Anti biotic, diabiotic, biotic, whatever. Too hot. Antitic, yeah. <laughs> and all the antitic, what we're talking about, right? And all the things what we're saying, it's like we believe in them. So we don't want to believe in them. We want to put them out the way. Because it doesn't matter what we're going to do, they're going to still have more ticky ticky and more kind of things. So we're just going to eat, believe, and help somebody else as we go along to see what can help them to, you know what I mean, to build back up their self-esteem this the system or something yeah, yeah. okay so, thanks does anyone else want to say something um, yeah. the main thing is let us just eat healthily yeah and just watch our body metabolism exercise do things reasonably but we, we, we've been doing that for years we haven't not all of us okay. yeah we jump food years ago we are talking about boy come out here I don't know your name. Uh, uh, um, you see what Anne is saying. There are some external forces that is beyond our control. We can still control it. It's like if I go to buy lemon and they say this is wax and all wax. You know why do you want to put anything on it? You know it's to keep the color or something like that or to preserve it more on the shelf. So you got to be, you got to use wisdom in what you are buying. Yes, it, there, there are so many. Why do you want to give pork chicken with antibiotics? The residue of it is in that chicken, and you're buying it. Now I, I, I don't eat much of anything except fish because I know that, you know, that too can be, you know, be contaminated. But you got to, and for beef or all these big things, they stay in your guts. You use wisdom in, in what you not, do. They're not in my gut. Well, they do. They, they do. come out, come out about toilet every day. I'm 70 something years of age, and yeah. I, I intend to well, go on yeah. and live longer. In, by but you still, come, so all no. those years you're going to keep them in your belly? You no. don't go to You, you don't go to bathroom? You, you, you better uh, stay in it. When I was younger, yeah. I was able to digest that. But as yeah. you grow older, your body... It will come out. It will come out. Your bottom. It will come out. Whatever you put in <laughs> must come out. Uh, yeah. Antonia, I'm telling you, whatever you put in... It's got to come out. Nothing you put in is going to stay in that body. Because that body is growing every time. The inside body. So everything you put in, it has to come out. Because a fresh thing needs to go back in. So you're Polly, not going to keep actually, on... that's not entirely true. I'm just yeah. going to tell you this. It's yeah, not well, to yeah. me, to me, to me. Because nothing, me put everything going, it has to come out. So everything has come out. That then true. better take it yeah. out. Polly, I'm doing that. I'm doing that by drinking. As soon as I wake up, I have a glass of lemon water plus a little bit of. Sometimes I don't. Put, I I just put the lemon. I don't use only the lemon. I use the rind of the lemon because you know you can put the juice, but you need that roughage from from you know the rind of the lemon and the plates that is inside. I drink that. And I don't need to take laxity because that washes my system. You got to take responsibility yeah. for, you know, it might be good so, for you. you might, so you still go to the bathroom then. So what are you talking about? Uh, okay. yeah. Even if you go to the bathroom, you actually can have blockages. And I, I have experiences and I have, I have been told this. I, I, a few years ago, I went to... Um, 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 in Egypt, and I had uh, quite a bad tummy where they uh, they call it the Pharaoh's Revenge. So it's a bit like having dysentery, and it's very shocking. But when you come back to England, you're not completely healed. So I had some um, I had some um, cleansing, you know, um, where they put water up your bum and you're cleaned out. So you you have irrigation. irrigation. I had some irrigation. So that I was going through uh, these colonic irrigations. 
And the lady told me at one stage, and I had been going to the toilet, and I had even had a lot, moved my bowels a lot, and I thought, I can't have anything in there anymore. And she said, you have a blockage. And I said, really? She said, yes, you have a blockage. And then she had, she had to put a cover over her face, and there was like fermentation happening behind deep inside somewhere where she released this blockage. And I told my teacher later, and he said, you're very lucky that came out because that was like a precancerous condition. Now, in recent times, just recently, I, I have been taking, I've got a very good product now that helps me. And during the time of taking this product, I had this like dysentery, like diarrhea again. I thought, what, what have I taken? What's happened to me? And then I thought, oh my goodness, it must be taking out something. There must have been a blockage. Again, I had been moving my bowels all the time, and I didn't have any constipation whatsoever. But our gut is all folded up, and there are blockages, and they are behind every illness. They really are. And they, they aren't only physical blockages. They are in our thinking as well. Everything is related. And, but it's such a relief when, they, when they're removed. You can even think, your, you, even your memory starts coming back better. So it's not true, even if you go to the toilet, it doesn't mean you're not blocked, your body's not blocked in some way. Sometimes your body rejects. You know, like some people don't realize, don't, and they talk about their body, but I don't think they really know about their body, really. You know, some, some people's body rejects the thing while you're eating. It rejects it. Sometimes you reject it, it upset the body. That means the way you, it's not for you anymore. It's done. It's not for you, it's not for you, not for you, not for you, not for you anymore. Because if something, if I eat something and it upset me, give me a heartburn, all kind of burn. I don't eat it no more, man. Because that the body is telling me, the spirit inside is telling me that don't have it no more. Don't eat it no more. And if I go touch it again, it's upset me. But it has to come out. All the black. Whatever black block block, it has to come out. Nothing I got stain on my body and it don't come out. Before them look up through there. And nobody not going up there. No one going upside in my body. I think I'm not having no one to go. We've got another lady. Miss Can you just introduce yourself actually? My name's Yvonne. Hi Yvonne. Um, it's a really interesting discussion. I actually know quite a few people who are naturopaths. Yes. So they know they're very knowledgeable about herbs and how the herbs work on the body and um it's very much how, uh, um, I suppose to put a background on it, the reason why we have modern medicine that we have today is because of the growth of the pharmaceutical industry and, and the, uh, the chemicals industry. So up until the 1880s, um, what you would have had would have been some minerals, using mercury and things like that, but mostly would have been plant-based. And what we've had now is with the growth of this industry, they actually pay for the training that doctors have. So that's why doctors don't really have knowledge about nutrition and about plant-based remedies. So some do have a little bit, maybe if it's in their family, and so they're more receptive to it. But generally speaking, if you go there and they don't know how to talk to you about it, then they're going to write a prescription, and that underpins this huge, huge industry, which is worth billions and billions of pounds. And, and one of the things you need to think about, we recently celebrated 70 years of the NHS. Mm -hmm. Now, if the NHS was working where it should have been working, the only people going in there would have been people with congenital difficulties. You would have been born with an illness. But we're not. We're actually having environmental illnesses. So that comes back to the point about the process of producing food this intensive farming, which has actually depleted the nutrition, nutrients in the soil. So you have a plant that grows, it appears to be healthy, but it lacks that full range of nutrients, which you would have got. So that for people like myself, the, the children in the 60s, you, sweets were a thing that you had as a treat. And, but, you know, and also the, the parenting, it's like you ate the food when it was on the table or you ate not. So you've got that discipline around food. So of course we always wanted to eat sweets. Um, and my family coming from the Caribbean, like many others, we only had a five-week holiday. Because come that sixth week, there weren't any black children on the streets because we are all in the home having a washout. There would all be these home yeah. remedies, yeah. whether it's bitters um, or... Castor oil. Oh, can you tell us more about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can tell me now. And anyone with African heritage, that would have been a thing because it's like you've been out playing and you've been allowed to eat as many sweets because you're out in the street. It's it's sunny. 
you're out playing with friends, go to the park, eat rubbish every day, drink lemonade, eat things like spam and things like that. But you, you just ate more sugar um, than you would have under that close supervision of your mum. So come that fifth week, it's like parents have got to go to work. And our parents could not afford to take time off to keep us at home. So uh, now if you've got measles or something, different. Yeah. But that ordinary run-down nonsense like colds, we didn't have them because we got washed up. We eat them as um, liquid of life, yes. Cersei tea, yes. um, castor oil, oh yeah. Garlic tea, <laughs> I did, yeah. I've been in here for the boys. Um, we would be given, so we would get regular doses of castor oil at least once a month and just like line up, take it, take it, take it, and that was it, you go But then we, we were regularly getting purges for all the nonsense that we were eating. And what I could see in, in, in my own lifetime was that our parents, when they came over, were eating the foods that they were eating in the Caribbean, really, really healthy. As we grew up, as children, we were demanded to eat the same food that we were eating at school, and eventually our parents were eating it, and that's why our parents were dying of Alzheimer's, not dying, you don't die of Alzheimer's, but um, the diabetes and diabetes type uh, conditions, because they are systemic. The damage it does is from the, t you know, from the top of your hair to the bottom of your toes, the damage is total. Um, and that is entirely environmental and entirely a lifestyle thing. So, um, and also within the industry, you know, you've got diabetes type 1, which is that, that congenital thing, and you've got type 2, which they know is your diet. Which, and they used to call it late onset, now they just call it type 2 because children are getting it, yeah. because they're eating rubbish. And then finally, um, Alzheimer's is known as um, diabetes type 3. Oh, it is. Sugar is so toxic to our system, especially sucrose. So sugar that's come naturally in the plants, not plants, okay. but um, sucrose, and, and because it's in everything, and then you've got the artificial creations like fructose, which is, uh, uh, it's made out of corn syrup, but it's, it's not glucose. Glucose is a smaller molecule, but fructose is just like, super duper sweet and they put it in everything they put it in saferies as well as sweet things so when you see if you see fructose it must be fruit sugar it's not it's actually corn syrup and it's a super duper sweet thing the pastries that we have are not real pastries they're um, kind of like a putty thing they're all artificial they were created by engineers and scientists and it's because they meet the needs of the manufacturing process for producing food but it means that what we get given as you say is not real food and like McDonald's, you can just leave that in the sun, you can leave it anywhere, it doesn't lock because it's not real food. People are consuming this in huge quantities. Yeah. So, it, it, it does take an effort of will, but it's an understanding that one, we need to change our palate. You're not used to, you don't know what real food tastes like. So, you give children fruit and veg and, and um, they don't like the taste yeah. because they're not used to it. Yeah. So, what you do is you don't give children sweets as a treat. You know, if you if you want to give you have a child and you want to give them a treat, you give them a piece of fruit. Mm. You know, like cherry tomato, something pretty, it's small, satsumas, colourful. So it needs all those um, sensory things that the children are looking for, but you reward them. But because we reward children with sweets, when we're adults and we're depressed, we reward ourselves with sugary confection, but we actually make our situation worse. Um, so coming back to this business about purging the body which you do need to do, and you can do really simple things like just increase the amount of water that you drink um, on a daily basis. Having water with lemon actually alkalizes the body so you get more oxygen in the body, and that's the benefit of it. Eating um, whole fruits and vegetables, you get the dietary roughage which allow the, um, the movement of the bowels to continue functioning properly. Um, how do you, why do you know so much? What have you been, are you just generally interested or is yeah. it, yeah, you've, it's, you've, it's you've, like you've educated yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's lots and lots of things that you can do and I would say simple things, it's just like instead of saying that you're going to give up sugar, you're going to substitute it. So if you're yeah. a person say, I'll give you this analogy that you eat crisps and chocolates and biscuits every day, you're going to substitute one of those with a piece of fruit. And so gradually yeah. over the course of time, you... But then when you mm. go back to trying to eat the thing you eat, you'll find you don't enjoy it. Um, again, if your pocket will allow it, um, organic food. Not because, I mean, all food is organic in a sense, but what it is is that it has fewer chemicals put on it. So it's all these things. And one of the things we don't talk about is the stuff of the chemtrailing. 
a lot of heavy metals, lots of stuff, make a huge impact on our body and our immune systems, but also on the brain and its function, and even onto our mood. So there's lots and lots of ways that we're under attack. But simple things that we can do is drink more water. You can filter your water. It's by water filter, bamboo, charcoal. Very good at clean, taking some of the stuff out. Yeah. Um, again, cooking your own food. So go and buy the raw vegetables and cook them. It takes the same amount of time to cook that as it does. I think I think that's the key, isn't it? Because we've got so reliant on processed food, and you have no idea what what's in there, what you know, what additives there are. So if you're making, I think making your own food is the key. And it's actually more cost effective. Yeah. Thank you. Very good. Yvonne, right? Yeah. I love listening to you. And um, uh, you mentioned the brain, and uh, I'm not particularly religious, so no disrespect to anybody with faith, but I think it's also the mind and the brain and knowledge. Uh, knowledge itself, it can be a healing thing. I mean, what, what these people are saying is very, very true. Your system of belief, whether it's a faith based system or a cultural system, believing in yourself, it's self love. When you. Um, love yourself then you don't want to abuse yourself exactly. and when you're in that state of looking after yourself you're not interested in abusing anybody else <laughs> and other people's drama remains other people's drama and yeah. and we, we we're in a very um maybe we all maybe oh, all, human humanity is sort of toxic but we're in a particularly toxic time mm -hmm. there are toxins in the world and toxicity both manufactured because of mass industry and and mass production but it's also there are there are perhaps well, moral toxicities going yeah, on too and how do we survive that um, and this is not to be disrespectful to people's faith but the largest religions are actually used as a tool to control the populations yeah. and you cannot have capitalism without this it's actually fundamental to it so and one of the things it also does is it makes you unable to be satisfied because you don't understand that your happiness is from inside. You look at yourself mm. and you are saying, whatever you see in the mirror, it's the way I was made, it's the way I was supposed to be made, and I love that. And you start loving yourself, and any corrections that need to be made, maybe in your diet, maybe in your attitude, will come because you'll be looking for that path. And as you, mm. uh, the lady said, when you start the journey, the universe will send to you the people you need, mm -hmm. and they may be there, and as they say, you know, uh, a moment, a lifetime, or uh, you know, just for a, 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 a purpose. So people are there to guide you, share that amount of knowledge, and some will walk with you a little way, and some will walk with you to the end of your days. But I think when you've got that kind of philosophy, then mm -hmm. however you address it, if you know that you're looking after yourself and you believe in yourself, it's a good way to go. Can I say something quick, 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 quick? <laughs> you know, um, sorry, but you know what I mean. Sorry. Thanks, Ivan. You know, go, go on, go on. You, you know, um, you know, you see, you see, some of these um thing what we drink, right? Because I was listening to this guy, and when I was listening to him, I, I got my book and I and I see all that is all to get them together. You see, like several so with, with some men, some men haven't got no goodies, right? And <laughs> No, but then you so you're, you're talking about the hormonal system and and the systems not working properly. It's just like sometimes people, um, in, you know, what I mean, so that they go all places and everything. There's all a lot of these things can do healing exactly. to their but body. I mean, that, that's why they have managed water. Yeah. The Caribbean they have managed water because that will actually put some of the things back into your body to help. Yeah, like the like the, the board feet and all that. That's right, and for the men. But there also there are also herbs yeah, cook, 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 that will help men. <laughs> I think like one of what you were saying about uh, knowledge is so important and testament to like how valuable a project like this is and that you know I love what you said about being guardians of our like physical vessel because mm -hmm. equally we've gone around and everybody's also like a library of knowledge um, and being able to share those kind of different pools of knowledge has been incredible. Um, there's been a real movement recently, I feel like, with my generation, like a younger generation, that there's a real appetite for these different pools of knowledge. Because, you know, we live in this kind of very developed Western society, but people have increasingly got to the point where they've been like, hang on a minute, like, this isn't, doesn't feel right. Or, you know, like, people around us aren't healthy. Or, as you said, there's kind of like, moral 
toxicity mm. and there's been a real move and a real like uh, bursting kind of appetite for these mm. different types of knowledge. Um, to kind of flip that, uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of pose as a question was increasingly, as you said, like whether children of the 60s or 50s or 40s, like, the general tone has been like a distrust of um, modern medicine, modern practices. I was wondering if anybody had anything positive to say about uh, new science, new development, because largely it's been quite um, negative in, in views around the table. Thanks, Joe. I, I think that's a really good question, actually, because, <laughs> yeah, this is what we rely on, right? So there must be, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah. There is no doubt. Of course, our wisdom is limited. But it's an ongoing thing. We have to believe solely. Well, I don't know what to call it. You might call it a force that is governing the whole universe, whether you believe it or not. It's a, it's a total control of everything. But mankind cannot do more than the creator. The okay. more, you know, it is, it's like going, it's like the plane, go to a certain altitude. If it goes beyond a certain altitude, it will be enveloped. In other words, it will disappear to oblivion. But I think the, the question was more about the trust of kind of modern medicine, and I guess um, it's an ongoing thing, madam. Yeah, because so, our, but our wisdom is limited. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, Antonio, what, you know, what about your experiences of say modern modern medicine, hospitals, doctors? Um, I'm skeptical about some things that they do. You know, um, because the world is full of lies. It's all men that sit. You know, you talk about conglomerate, those those big concerns. It's, 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 it's about money. Mm. It's about profit. It's about they will sell anything. So you, like I said again, you got to be the custodian of your own destiny. You know, when they even if you bring religion to it, people are saying this. But religion is a divisive thing. If you ask me. It is belief, your, your concept of who you are and whose you are. You know, you've got to know yourself. Religion is, 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 is a word that even conjures up something inside. It's so repulsive to me because it's not about religion. It's about relationship, about relationship with your maker. Who has given you this life and you've got to... And you're going to be accountable for it, including your body, including how you look after yourself. There is no question about that. I don't want to say to anybody to believe anything, but that's what I believe, that we are going to be accountable for. And it, it includes your body. You've got to look after it. These people, they just they will say to you, that is, is good for you. They will put everything there that you know that it's not good for you. And like Sister Pauline said, when you eat something, there are things which I don't touch because I've, I've eaten it and it really made me sick. So I take them off. You, you could eliminate some things in your, your lifestyle is very, very crucial to your well-being. It is, it is very crucial to your well-being. Just going back to what, um, Joe was saying about um, I think there's a difference between perhaps illness, disease and then uh, you know, doctors and modern medicine fixing something like if you've surgery for example mm -hmm. or uh, you know, if you've broken your back you can't rely on herbs to fix mm -hmm. that that's not going to work, right? Yeah, so, I would to differ actually yeah. Oh really? Yeah, okay. I would to differ One of the problems we have is uh, and this is to do with philosophy is because the way that doctors are trained, if they don't know an answer, they say there is no answer. So if you break your back, they'll say you'll never walk again. And if you don't believe in it, then I'm not going to say it's going to work for everybody, but there are people who are up and walking, there are athletes who have broken their back, and not only have they recovered, but they've been able to resume their sport. Not necessarily to the world standard that they were at, but they've been able to resume. So it's very, very important to believe in yourself. Um, I'm going to disagree with this gentleman and say that there is no limit to your knowledge. We are of the universe. We are made of the same substance as the stars. So when you have that understanding and that belief that nothing is impossible, then you will succeed. Mm. So you may not succeed in the way that somebody else would believe to be success, 
But if you break your leg and it, and it heals crooked, it doesn't mean say you'll never walk, but you may walk with pain. But there are things that you can do to reduce the damage. And so that's the way I think that we, we need to kind of look at it. And to, to go back to this gentleman's original question, there are things that have happened, but they weren't actually because of medicine. They were mostly social things. So it's like in London um, in the 1880s and even before that, they, you, know, you had about the great stink. The reason why they got rid of a lot of disease was because they lowered the Thames and there was more fresh water in London. Um, drinking milk from cows that were clean back in the day was fine. You wouldn't want to drink milk today when you know about the way that they actually produce and manage um, uh, animals for slaughter and the waste that goes into it and also the way that these organisations are structured. They don't just provide bad food and so like you go to um, the shop and you buy meat that's full of um, uh, bacteria, uh, not ba well, bacteria and salmonella and other bits and pieces and then the stuff the hormones that have added to it. It's also the fact that they are run on such a big scale, they actually deplete the environment and they pollute the environment. Mm. So there is, um, I'm, I'm going to find it difficult to find anything in modern medicine that works because they do things like, uh, uh, the, the best example is the inoculations. They put mercury in it, it's toxic. Exactly. It attaches to the brain and mm. gives you brain damage. So they, it purports to be a good thing, but when you do the research, you'll find that it isn't. Thank you. Yeah, don't okay, we've got, we've got a couple of minutes, so if everyone may, has a final thing to say, let's May I just say this quickly? Yeah. What, I was about, what I was saying the other time, that our wisdom is limited. In other words, you can't look beyond your creator. The more one looks, the less one sees. When there is of time, all be revealed to mankind accordingly. There's no doubt there's a force going the whole universe. That's okay. what I'm saying. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Does anyone drink um, garlic tea? <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody's well, serious. Tea, um, it's got plenty of good things, I'm sure. Yeah. Garlic tea? Mm. Mm. So what, what's, in, what's good no, about garlic tea? You see, what's... garlic tea, when yeah. what, they was young, going to school, yeah. I used to boil up a whole heap of garlic, a big pot of garlic, and what do I used to bottle it? And put it in the fridge. And every evening they come home, they got to they drink that with the, with the cod liver and in it. And what does that? What does no, that, they, that help no, people? I didn't really recognize that they was really believing on what I'm doing. They said, "Come on, your people are really old-fashioned woman or something." They said to me, "God, I don't think anything could happen to us inside because you already start to prepare us for the all the time come." Right, and I didn't, yeah, I didn't really understand when it was up now all that and tell me, right? So now I used to boil up a whole heap of garlic, just put a little lime in it or lemon or whatever in it and put the olive oil in it. And then what it used to do, it used to help their mind, their mind, and it used to help, it does a lot of things. Because I'm one of these, I'm, the, I'm old school. I'm thinking way back and way back. So all what I could think of way back, even if it's not, the things are not good these days. You mean 18th got... century? That's where I'm from. <laughs> yes. Yes, right? So, the I, <laughs> yeah. so now what they're doing now, when they go out, they're telling everybody, this is, if you want to know something, go and see my mother, man, because there's nothing she never, she gave us everything. And the cough would too. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna wind up. Does anyone else have something? To yeah, say? I do. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to say, you put the lime and the coconut and drink them both together. Put the lime and the coconut, then you feel better. No, but I also wanted to talk. Uh, just say just something about um, uh, knowledge, uh, faith, trust, and will. You know, willpower. Yeah. And and also, uh, I have a big respect for. The, for medical science and what it can do, but I think it, it I, the relationship I want to have with it is collaborative. Yeah, uh, yes. so, I think so we that all agree with I can that. I can extract what I need we from need it, exactly. but also use that wisdom and that guardianship of my own, that custodian <laughs> quality. Thank you again for that. First. I think that's the perfect note to finish. Unless I'm... and and just to be empowered, then if you if you're ill, you're very vulnerable. But if whoever you go and see, you need to be empowered, yeah, so you are supported, and it's a collaborative baby. thing, so you can recover to get it together. So this is this is baby. essential yeah, to be empowered, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Uh, can I ask some questions? Oh.
Uh, what is it the best for diabetes drink? The best for diabetes to, to, diabetes to drink. Yeah. I think, why don't we have a talk about that afterwards, Ken? Thank you. You could drink, um, as I said, beetroot, little ginger in it, little honey, little lemon. Drink and blend it. Um, Juliana right, Dan, yeah. It's very good. Yes. And what it does, it I believe in garlic. <laughs> yeah. You believe in garlic? Garlic, exactly. Yeah. I used to do it. I used to do it a lot. I used to do all the old stuff then. I used to give them to the boys then. And then the doctor said to me, said to me, he could tell that they really eat, they really are eating, they really are eating.